Hey folks, <clears throat> excuse me, this is Jesse Cope, back with another episode of the American Soul Podcast. Hope y'all are doing well, wherever y'all are, whatever part of the day you're in, appreciate you joining me here, giving me a little bit of your time. I know you have other things pulling at your attention demanding your attention jobs house finances children parents i mean laundry list of things i'm i'm sure so i'm grateful you're here i really appreciate it appreciate those of y'all that are sharing the podcast telling others about it those of y'all that have signed up for the newsletter i'm uh, I'm extremely grateful for that, so thank you so much. I will, I will try and use your time wisely. Not a lot on the homestead. Uh, got the girls out, a couple of them anyway, weeding the garden, trying to recover or salvage what little bit we can. The deer and the rabbits have decimated the garden. I think I've talked about that here. So we've got some lessons learned. Uh, haven't had to deal with that a whole lot before this season. So I think maybe it's because we were so dry this year. They're looking for green stuff anywhere, and there's not a lot of green stuff. And then you get to our garden, and there's all this green stuff to eat, including tree leaves. They've, the deer have done a number on the trees we planted last winter, too. Not a big fan of deer and rabbits right now, except to eat. Father, thank you for today. Thank you for you, Father, and your Son, Jesus Christ, and your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the time to record this podcast. Thank you for the people that listen to it and share it. Be with them and their families. Bless them. Guide them. Protect them from evil. Give them a strong faith, wisdom, and courage. Watch over those here in America who are suffering those who feel alone scared tired who feel like there's no hope there's nobody that understands them or sees them or hears them help us to care for them Father and guide my words Please, Lord. In your son's name we pray. Amen. We'll go back into Lincoln. Uh, I can't help to, and we, we may get through with Lincoln today and move on to something else. I can't help but acknowledge here again what a great teaching resource this is what it should be every school across the nation this is one of those things that ought to be memorized by our students that ought to be taught repetitively year after year this is the day of national humiliation fasting and prayer by Abraham Lincoln March 30th, 1863. I'm going to read the last couple paragraphs today. 
Now therefore, <clears throat> in compliance with the request, and fully concurring in the views of the Senate, I do by this my proclamation designate and set apart Thursday, the 30th day of April, 1863, as a national day of humiliation, fasting, and prayer. And I do hereby request all the people to abstain on that day from their ordinary secular pursuits and to unite at their several places of public worship and their respective homes in keeping with the day in keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties proper to that solemn occasion. And this being done in sincerity and truth, let us then rest humbly in the hope authorized by the divine teachings that the united cry of the nation will be heard on high and answered with blessing no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. In witness whereof I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the United States to be affixed, done at the city of Washington this 30th day of March, the year of our Lord, 1863, and of the independence of the United States, the 87th Abraham Lincoln by the President William H. Seward, Secretary of State. So you can see in these last two paragraphs the references to God and Jesus Christ. Again, folks acknowledging that this is a Christian nation. It's not a Muslim nation or Buddhist or Hindu or atheist or Mother Nature, although that's the way we're trying to make it. It's not a multicultural nation in the sense that you can come here and, and worship whatever God you want to worship. But as a nation, publicly, we're going to follow the principles of Christ. In your private life, you have that freedom, just like God gives us each the individual freedom to actually follow him or not to. Our founders understood that and passed that freedom on. They didn't create it. They didn't make it. Right? It's like the inalienable rights. Our rights come from God. We have the right as individual citizens to choose whether to follow God or whether to follow a false God or no God, although that's still really a false God. We talk about that sometimes. Atheism, atheism just worships the state as God as opposed to God or some other false God. But if this nation's going to succeed, we have to remember God, as we talked about in the podcast yesterday. Um, just again, that this is humiliation, fasting, prayer. You know, this wasn't to have a party. It wasn't to watch football. It wasn't to watch the Macy's Day Parade. It was to focus on God, to truly look at him and go, hey, we've messed up. We've turned away from you. We've forgotten you. We've been arrogant and prideful. To spend time praying, talking to God, acknowledging our sins, seeking forgiveness, both individually, but really what we need to hear today is nationally. 
because the farther we move away from God nationally the more we're going to head toward destruction and civil war which is the path we're on you know he says to stop from your ordinary secular pursuits to unite at the places of public worship and your respective homes keeping the day holy to the Lord and devoted to the humble discharge of the religious duties proper to that solemn occasion What does he tell us to put our hope in? He says, put our hope in the divine teachings that the united cry of the nation will be heard on high by God, right? And answered with blessing no less than the pardon of our national sins and the restoration of our now divided and suffering country to its former happy condition of unity and peace. And if you don't think, you know, you look at the Civil War, you look at the Revolutionary War, which was really just, our Civil War was really our second Civil War, right? The Revolutionary War was the first Civil War because we were British subjects rebelling against the crown. It was a Civil War. And so today, we have the same division and suffering amongst our people. The left has done a real good job via hyphenation of dividing us into a bunch of small groups, right? All the different ways you can hyphenate America based on ethnicity, skin color, gender. I mean, there's so many ways. But really, it's still basically just a two-division. And, and that division is between those who acknowledge whether they choose to follow God and, and Jesus Christ as his son, which that is the most important decision you're going to make, folks, in your whole life, is whether to choose Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, to acknowledge that he's the son of God that he died for your sins, that you need that salvation, that redemption that he alone can provide. And, and the more we get, the closer we get to this destructive path, like to this civil war or slavery under leftism, socialism, communism, the more important it becomes to make that decision. Because the clock is ticking on each of our lives and, and we have no idea when that's going to end, folks. Have no idea. You cannot predict how many days you're going to live. Well, you can, but it's useless. Maybe we'll spend the last little bit. Of, we'll, we'll come back to that. At any rate, the division we have today is still basically just two sides. It's those who acknowledge the need for our country to be based on the teachings of Christ and those who don't. Got a lot of little subdivisions, but that's basically it. And that's what he's saying. This Lincoln's saying this united cry of the nation. And when we ask him to pardon our sins and restore us 
right? To end our suffering. And that's what we've got to do. So, I'm tempted, I guess, I guess we'll go ahead and start. Well, we were going to do, maybe this is just a good segue, folks. We were going to do a podcast. We haven't done a priorities podcast in a little while. And and I saw a few things this week that really just struck me. I've had a few things that I've been not involved in, but around. And this kind of ties in with Lincoln's fast day proclamation anyway. So we'll, uh, we'll talk about this for the last few minutes. We do it every once in a while, and some of y'all are familiar with it. Hopefully some of y'all look forward to it. Some of y'all may not look forward to it, but the point is that we need it because we're not, we're not doing a very good job of adjusting our priorities. And all you have to look at is statistics across the nation. And some of y'all that listen to the podcast, you may be doing a really good job. And and good for you. Thank God for it. And keep it up because you're going to get attacked when you really start to change your priorities, folks. The devil is not interested in us changing priorities. The devil wants us focused on all the little shiny baubles. So, today at some point, when you get a chance, next couple days, but don't forget about it, look at how you're spending your time each day. Look at how much time you're giving to God. To your marriage, to your children, to your parents, your friends, your hobbies, hunting, golfing, TV, your phone, reading for entertainment. Your phone, I go back to that again, social media all the things that come with it. Look at how much of your time each day goes into, and you know, a lot of times I don't include work when we have these little priority discussions, but there's something that struck me. I don't know. Man. Look, folks, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, if you're looking for somebody perfect, I'm not the guy. I can point you to the one man that was perfect, is perfect but I'm not him but that doesn't mean I can't acknowledge truth this idea that 
you know, the left has used it really well with abortion. Well, you're not a woman. You can't have a baby, so you have no right to comment on abortion, period. And that's supposed to be the end of the discussion. So simply because I'm not a female and don't have the ability to carry a child, that means that I have no right to comment on good and evil. No right to acknowledge what's good and evil, right? It's ludicrous. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. We've bought into it for far too long. So, and the other comment real quick, and I've said this a lot of times. You know, if you're dealing with alcoholism, right? This is just an analogy, folks. Sometimes the best person to go and talk to about alcoholism is a recovered alcoholic. Because they can tell you what it's actually like right? The best people to listen to about socialism and communism are people that have lived it and escaped it. A lot of times the best people to talk about the evils and the pain and the suffering and the scarring of abortion are women that have gone through it. We're not looking for perfect people, folks. We're looking for people that acknowledge the truth. And so, normally I don't include work when we talk about our priorities, but I'm going to today specifically because I noticed in uh, a city that I drive through occasionally uh, just a number of cars outside of this daycare center. And this is going to ruffle some feathers, folks. Uh, and I am not picking on anybody in particular. You know, this is just, this is something we need to discuss and talk about. If we're having to work so much as a couple, where both mom and dad are having to work, and we're having to turn in 60 plus hour weeks just to pay the bills, and we're having somebody else raise our kids, we've got our priorities out of line. We're too worried about materialistic things. Now we may have gotten ourselves in a hole that we got to dig out of somehow but for the vast majority of us and I've seen couples do this there are ways to dig out of that hole that don't include mom and dad both working for the next 20-30 years of their life and this time went a lot faster than I thought it was going to the clock some days the clock ticks really fast on these podcast episodes. I was going to talk about some other things with priority, but we'll just stick to this. We have got to start to make some fundamental changes and get out of this two-income, cesspool, quagmire, tar pit that we have gotten into as a nation. We have got to make the marriage the center of the family and the family the center of our lives and God the center of it all again, folks, and start to make some real adjustments in what we're giving our time to. We say we have this list of priorities, right? If you talk to most, most of y'all that listen right now would, would tell me your list of priorities and it would probably go something like God, family, country. I always throw in the Marine Corps just for me at the end. 
But we don't live that way, folks. We're running up and down the road constantly. We're working longer and longer hours. We're not together as a couple. We're not together as a family. And no, sitting in the stands watching sports is not being together as a family. Or any, whatever else it is that you're, you know, actually interacting, talking to each other, spending time together interacting one-on-one. Or not even one-on-one, but just as a family. At any rate, I'm at the end, folks. We'll come back and talk about priorities again. God bless y'all. God bless your families. God bless your marriages. God bless America. Thank you so much for listening. If you get a chance, share the podcast with one other person. We'll talk to y'all again real soon, folks. Looking forward to it.